Welcome to the Dear Sister Podcast, a weekly, raw, and transparent conversation discussing topics centered around issues that most women face, but that we rarely discuss out of fear that we are the only ones experiencing them. So get ready to laugh, cry, but most importantly, be ready to heal. I'm your host, Jessica Janae. Y'all, I'm super excited to say that this is the first episode of the Dear Sister Podcast. It's been a long time coming. So the title, it will be, let's see, Dear Sister, Let's Be Hopeful. Um, So just to kind of give you a background where this pie, this episode came from, Um, the past week, I have just kind of been so- somewhat down about a certain area of my life. Um. But it seems like every time I get down and I pray about it that night and the next morning, I wake up with so much peace and I just literally try to focus every all of my thoughts, all of my emotions, everything towards God. Um, and so I try to drown out the moments of dwelling on my that specific, uh, that specific area of my life with focusing on God. And it has definitely helped me. So just to give you a tip, um, whenever you're going through something and you don't really want to, I guess, just dwell in that and you really want to um, leave it in God's hand, you really have to train your mind to start focusing on God. When those bad ideas or those um, negative thoughts come in your head, you really have to shift gears and give it to God. So um. The other morning, I woke up, and so I just dug, started digging in my Bible, and I fell upon Romans chapter 8, um, and the verse that stood out to me was the 24th script, sorry, the 24th verse, and it says, we were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it, but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Again, I'm going to read it one more time because it really blessed me. Um, And I'm going to share my notes with you all on what I took away from this one passage. It says, we were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to have hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Well, you're probably wondering, uh, why were we given this hope? So I think it's important for us to look back at the first verse, well, not the first verse, but the 23rd verse, because in order to understand the 24th verse, we definitely need to understand the 23rd verse. So it says, um, actually, I'm going to, sorry, verse 18, because it says, it talks about the future glory. It says, yeah, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later. For all creation is waiting eagerly for that future day. When God will reveal who his children really are against his will, all creation was subjected to God's curse, but with eager hope. The creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. And here's verse 23. It says, and we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory, for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us all full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised 
promises. So then he goes on to verse 24. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And so why should we have hope? Because we are God's children. And so because the fact that we are God's children, he has made us certain promises and we have certain rights as a child of God. So that is where our hope should come from. And we don't hope for what we already have. Um, so, for example, why would I hope for my own apartment when I already have my own apartment? Okay, we got to stop putting God in a box and we got to stop saying these small behind prayers and just playing it safe when it comes to our prayer life. Why would I hope for a apartment when I have an entire apartment to myself? What I don't have is a house. So what I should be hoping for is for God to bless me with a house. Does that make sense? So again, you do not hope for what you already have. You take God out of a box and you put your hope in what you what you don't have. Okay. Um, and another example, we hope for a man who loves us and cares for us and makes us feel safe um, and will never switch up on us and will just make us feel how we deserve to be, how we feel like we deserve to feel. Okay. Well, we already have that. We have God. God is the only thing, the only person, excuse me, who will love us and make us feel secure and who really cares for us like no other. We have that. So what we don't, what we don't have is that in a um, physical form. So instead of praying, asking God to bring you a man, how about you start asking God? What, what if you try? What if we all try asking God to bring us a man who loves us the way that He? That God instructs them to. Because we already have a man who loves us. That's God. You know, even though God is above man, we already have God and he loves us. So a lot of us are praying for, God, please bring us a man who loves us. Please bring us a man who loves us. Sis, we already have that. So how about switching up those prayers? I feel like after I read this, it really opened up my eyes to what I pray for and how I pray for those things. Um... So my next question will be, what are you hoping for? In order to be hopeful, I think it's important. Or for In order for you to kind of focus on remaining hopeful, it's important for you to know what are you being hopeful for. I know some things for me is I want a husband. I'm tired of um, <clears throat> just entertaining random guys just to take up time. So I am in this season, I am really trying to walk in this season of singleness the way that God is instructing me to because I am hoping for a husband in his time and in his perfect way and in his perfect will um so and I'm also hoping for financial freedom so I know that once I start getting deep into my gift and God starts opening these doors for me the financial freedom will come so what are some things that you are hoping for? What I want you to do is I definitely want you to write down at least five things that you are hoping for from God. <clears throat> and start praying over those five things every morning, every night, during the day when your mind drifts to those things. Start fasting for those things that you are hoping for. Um, when we look forward to what we don't have, we must wait patiently and confidently. The scripture says, but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Now, we all have heard the word patience and we've all heard the word confident. And so what I did is I wanted to dig deeper into those two words. So my next two questions are, how am I waiting? What does my waiting look like? Um, 
I'm waiting for my next relationship. I'm waiting for God to bless me with a, a man that loves me the way that he instructs him to. But how is my waiting looking? I'm waiting for God to take me into or lead me into financial freedom. How does my how is my waiting looking? I'm waiting to eventually get into my own house. How is my waiting look? How am I waiting? What does my waiting look like? Are we complaining all the time? Are we just sitting and not putting in the work that we need to? Are we still entertaining randoms when we know we're waiting for God to bring us our um our husbands? Are we still entertaining people from the past? Are we still holding on to friendships that are no good for us, but we're hoping that God will bring us godly connections? Like, what are you doing during your moments of waiting? And I have to remind myself, and you need to remind yourself that as a child of God, because we know that God is a promise keeper, we have to be patient while we're waiting, and we have to be confident. So what does it really mean to be patient? Patient means that you're able to accept or tolerate delays without becoming annoyed or anxious. And annoyed basically, it means to be irritated. And anxious means that you experience worry. Like you start worrying, God, God, when are you going to send my husband? Or worrying about when is when is my money going to come? Like I've seen the visions. I've had the dreams. God has shown me that I'm going to be wealthy. So when is this money going to come? And I just start stressing about it because my bank account doesn't match up to what God has revealed to me um, in the visions that he's given to me. Um, I, I'm single as I'll get out, but God has revealed to me that he does have a man out there for me. So why am I being anxious? Why am I getting irritated during those moments of waiting? Because of my flesh. Our flesh, y'all, is something else. And if we're not prayerful, if we're not careful, and if we're not fasting, our flesh will get the best of us because a lot of times our flesh makes us feel things based upon what our flesh sees and sometimes what our flesh doesn't see. Okay. And what does it mean to be confident? Confident is feeling or showing certainty, certainty, excuse me, about something. Feeling or showing certainty about something. I know what God has promised me and I'm pretty sure you know what God has promised you. So you should be confident. God is a good, good father, one. We are his children and fathers, good fathers do not break their promises to their children. And God said to himself that his word will not return to him void. So we should be confident in that no matter what it looks like right now, no matter what it feels like right now. I have bills stacked up, y'all. And I know, you know, people try to get on social media and act like, you know, they're flossing and I don't even know if people still use that word. I'm sorry. But people are acting like they have it all together. Um, but seriously, life is real. Bills are real. Trials and tribulations are super real. But God has made us certain promises as his children that he cannot go back on and he that he won't go back on because that's just not his character and he's so amazing so we should walk with our head high heads high and walk in that confidence knowing that God will bring everything that he promised us to pass in his perfect time and his perfect will as long as we do our part when we do our part and you know sometimes as humans it is and it will be difficult for us to be patient and confident because again our flesh 
it's something else. Okay, and I know sometimes when I look at my bank account, my flesh gets upset because it's just like, God, you showed me, like you, God has literally showed me, shown me counting stacks of money in an office, like stacks of money. And it's like, God, I can't count no stacks of money right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm kind of stressed out, like, with all this budgeting and stuff. Like, I, right now, don't look like what you promised me. And sometimes it gets me upset, but I have to go back to that confidence, knowing that God said that I should be the head and not the tail. God promised me that I would be the lender and never the borrower. You know what I'm saying? God has made me these promises, and for so long, I have forgotten in unintentionally forgotten that I am a child of God. Like I always know I'm a child of God, but I forget what comes along with being a child of God, what comes along with being um one of Abraham's um bloodlines. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's, it's I know it's hard, y'all. I'm there with you. Like, I know every day is not cloud. I mean, not cloudy. But I know every day is not peaches and cream. But we have got to lean lean deeper in God. And so what do we do when we're not patient and when we're not confident? That's when the Holy Spirit steps in. The Holy Spirit steps in to help us. Romans 8, 26 says, And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. Well, in our weakness, excuse me. For example, when we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. So basically, the Holy Spirit will help us in our moments of weak patience and weak confidence. So those moments where my patience is running real thin, that's when the Holy Spirit, that's when I can lean on the Holy Spirit to kick in and and be that strength for me. When my confidence is running real thin, and what God has promised me, that's when the Holy Spirit will kick in. But we got to tap into the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate prayer partner. It tells us in verse 26 that when we don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit prays for us. I don't know how much better you can get. The Holy Spirit will pray for us. So remember that in those moments when you're weak, those moments when you are weak in patience, weak in confidence, Trust the Holy Spirit. Depend on the Holy Spirit to be there for you, to to pray for you, to be your your strength when you're weak, y'all. Um, I just wanted to encourage somebody out there who's listening that I know things may be difficult right now. I know that um, the first few months of the year or the first couple of months of the year haven't necessarily been going the way that you have you envisioned them to go but God is still able um and I did not mean to make this like super duper spiritual but y'all I love God and this this scripture blessed me tremendously because it's like um I had I had said the other day I was like, God, thank you. Like, I'm really not stressed about nothing. Like, and I thank God for the things that I don't have to stress over. Like, I don't got a man, but I thank God that I don't, I don't lose sleep because my, I don't know what my man's out there doing. I'm grateful that I can, you know, sleep at night peacefully. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, even though there's certain things that we don't have, we got to look at the good side of not having those things, you know? So I had just told God, like, thank you that I'm not stressed out. Like, I really am in a good place. And that's when the enemy showed me one of the areas of my life that I thought I had kind of a grip on. And I kind of took my focus off of God and focused on what the enemy tried to reveal to me. And I literally had to stop myself because if I would have allowed, well, no, let me not lie. I allowed myself to, I guess, drown in that thought that the enemy brought to me for a few hours. But then I remembered the season that I'm in. And the season that I'm in, I literally have to be prayerful. I have to be watchful because the enemy is going to try me. And I'm pretty sure some of you are in the same season too, where God is just really cleaning out house. And he's changing your desires. He's changing He's changing your perspective on certain things. And the enemy is going to be real slick. So you have to be careful. So um, I have intentionally been keeping my mind on God, keeping my heart on God. Because I just know that God is going to bless each and every one of us. And I feel like the areas that we get tested the most in... Um, is where God will try us at. And I feel like sometimes we focus on what's going wrong that we don't stop to focus on what's going good. And I think that if we did that, um, it would help us a lot. Um, I've been receiving revelation on what God really needs me to do in this season. And that's why that is walking in a spirit of gratitude. Being grateful in spite of what I feel, in spite of what things may look like or what things may not look like. I, God is requiring me to walk in a spirit of gratefulness because he wants to know that I'm grateful in the season that I'm in. Even though I may not have this or have that or I may not be able to do things that I am accustomed to doing. He wants to know that I'm still grateful. He wants to know that I'm still enough. And I'm trying not to get emotional, but I just feel like there's somebody out there who is experiencing the same thing as me. So, um, sister, sis, so stay encouraged. Please stay encouraged. You know, I know things get hard. I know things can be frustrating but stay hopeful and don't hope for things that you already have hope for those things hope for those things that you don't have take God out of the box y'all let's stop putting God in in a box take him out of the box God wants to do some major things in our lives he wants to do some major 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 things in our lives so yeah I just wanted to remind y'all, be hopeful. I have to tell myself to be hopeful all the time. Um, God is good. And I pray that this blesses somebody. Um, Please, please, somebody, um, if you have any topics that you want me to cover, or if you have any questions that you want to be answered on the podcast, please submit those. I will definitely provide you with the Contact information in the detail box below. I love y'all. 
stay blessed, keep your head up, and most importantly, stay hopeful. Bye, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Dear Sister Podcast. If you have any recommendations about the topics that you want to see discussed on this show, please email us or DM me on Instagram, Facebook. I will leave all of that in the details. Thank you so much for listening, ladies. Have an awesome week. I love y'all.